Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Um, okay, so Psalm 93 verse 5, it says, Your testimonies are very sure, holiness apparent in separation from sin, with simple trust and hearty obedience is becoming to your house. When I first became born again, I asked God, how do I become a Christian? And I thought I was a Christian. I went to church in Norfolk, but I wasn't born again. When you become born again, you begin to see. Hey, is anybody in here born again? Good. <laughs> Good. Then... You're not afraid, you're not ashamed of saying you're born again. I'm born again, and I have to live a new life. I get to live a new life. I don't have to, I get to. Look at this. Your testimonies for me, I'm finding it's up on the thing, are very sure. Holiness, apparent in separation from sin with simple trust and hearty obedience, is becoming to your house. So I read that. Over in California, when I because I had moved from Norfolk to California, I just knew I've got to get back to California. I didn't know God was going to take me up out of my spirit. I didn't know my spirit was going to go to heaven. I didn't know I was going to stand next to Jesus. I didn't know when I sing these songs about thunder, He's thunder, and He's a rainbow, and His voice is like that. I didn't know. I didn't. I hadn't encountered any of that. It was all new to me. Maybe you've never really had an encounter with God other than a little thing. Maybe you need to start asking. I had a hunger. I can't just say the hunger I had came from God. I know it did. Maybe you have to ask him, give me a hunger for you. Let me hunger. Let me be hungry for you. But separate yourself. I want to talk a little bit about separation because I realized when we sat in the A&E at King's College Hospital Friday night, I had to separate myself from all that doubt. There was no God anywhere. It was such an atmosphere, you know, and I really was praying for the nurses, those of you who are involved in the medical world. I really, I really knew Gosh, it's so important to pray. These guys are saving lives. But they have to go through a system. They have a structure. And, you know, Roddy was sitting in the chair and this wheelchair thing, and he wasn't comfortable. And we just started, and I realized I'd been in there about 5, 10, 15 minutes, and I hadn't really been praying. I kind of walk in a prayerful spirit, knowing God is with me. But I hadn't entered in, and I feel like a lot of us might benefit if we just stop accepting the way it has been. Because it's our head. Our head tells us, oh, well, God's always worked this way. Well, he's doing something different now. He's talking about doing different things. He's doing different things with all of us. It's different when we came in here this morning, eh? It's different. It just feels different. I don't know. My natural reaction is I want to buy wherever we are. I want to get settled. But that's me. It may not be God's best. He may have somewhere even better. He probably does. You know, he j I just have to go with what's on my heart. He put it on my heart when we drove past the ambassador's house to pray for him. I haven't prayed for him lately, but I have seen the ambassadors coming. But often when we think of separation, we just think of a parting 
a departure, I looked it up in the thesaurus, a goodbye, a farewell, a split up, or a division. You know, people legally separate. It's no good. God doesn't, isn't looking for us to be separated. If we're Christian and we've made a commitment to Christ, we're following him wherever we go. Wherever we go. And he's there because he's with us. You know, I thought when the ambulance shot off, you know, I can't do what the ambulance driver girl could do. So I, I had to go the way I know to go. And we never caught up with it. it. It went a completely different way. Sometimes I think you think you're walking in God and you're not. You've got to walk with the laws of the natural too. You've got to be awake and think, be thinking forward. So I was thinking all this kind of stuff. And I was remembering when God said to me, separate yourself from sin. Well, at that time in my life, I'd just come out of uh, life around the Rolling Stones. I didn't think it was sin. They were my friends. Everybody around them, that's all I knew. You know, my poor mum never opened her mouth. She, I know that they didn't like it. My dad said to me, whatever's the matter with you, you live in the south of France like Frank Sinatra, and still you're not happy. And I said, well, I don't know, Dad. I'm just, I'm not there. It's, it's just not, it's not it for me, you know. And uh, just before Christmas, in fact, we went and had lunch. Bill Wyman took me out to lunch and I brought Jamie. I wasn't necessarily trying to impress him. I just knew they needed to connect. Bill said, last time I saw you, you were a little boy on my knee. And I thought, I am so not in that world. I don't even think like they think anymore. I, it doesn't occur to me. But it's nice, it's a nice world in the natural, in the sense of the people and the provision and you just, whatever you want, you just ask for. It's kind of copying God, but it's horrible, horrible, horrible darkness in that there's no acknowledgement of God. I remember one time trying to bring, bringing up God's name and being told, we don't talk about that here. And I was like, well, where do you talk about it? <laughs> you don't talk about it. Well, hey, we're Christians. We can talk about God. We can explode. We can say he's wonderful. He's amazing. Because he is to us. Uh, they're even Christian believers, people who go to church. They don't know him. They don't know how great he is, how amazing. The incredible way he just leads us and guides us to peaceable habitations. He does. He does everything well. So while I was sitting there, I didn't have my Bible because I just ran out of the door. It's a miracle. I took my phone, which I didn't bring this morning. But anyway, the Elijah sent me an um, email, as they do about eight times a day. And I read some of them. And this was about, it caught my eye, about the acceleration zone. And I think... That's what, I wanted, that's what I wanted to talk about because I thought, well, it's true. You know, we're, it's been like we've already been on a river going fast downhill. Now it turned into a rapid when my kids and my grandkids were here. It was so, wasn't Christmas so fast? Everything happened so quick, so fast, you know. But that was fine. But now 
I, I get this, and it says, when a man was finally able to break through the sand barrier, and I've asked Elizabeth if she can put that picture up of this airplane. That was the picture. It's a plane breaking through the sound barrier. Now, I want you to look at this, because I couldn't get it on the uh, thing this morning. We couldn't do it this morning. When a man was, this is what the guy said, was finally able to break through the sand barrier, the result was the ability to fly a much higher velocity to get places much faster and to accomplish more in a shorter amount of time than ever before. Hence, a zone of acceleration. This is how we are. This is what's happening spiritually. You might be struggling to see your real spiritual identity, which we're going to talk about more next month. But this month, we want to continue to hold on to the word. And look at this. This is incredible. This is a plane going through this sound barrier. I know when I came up out of my body in 1978, in August 1978, I went into heaven. I went into a totally different realm. They're not worried about anything. They're not upset about anything. They're not offended. They're not trying to move with the Holy Ghost. They just are. They all love each other. Everyone's healed. There is no sorrow. There is no pain. Every need is met. Your dreams are fulfilled. You don't regret. It's only on the earth that we are temporary. So I want to just get in your mind. You are a temporary resident on the earth to make your days count. Really, make it count. When you get up in the morning, just say, I know there's someone in here who's not born again because I had it so strong in my spirit. And I want to say, when you get born again, you make a commitment to Christ. Okay? You make a commitment to Christ. And he's the one that helps you go into acceleration. You know, the other day, thank God Nate said to me, he, he, he was like really so good. He said to me, you know, this isn't going to be like it was before. And I thought, what are you talking about? I've been through this. I've been through the doctors and Rod. He doesn't like the blood. Nobody likes having blood taken from their veins and po- being poked around. And the whole, all my head was just spinning for about five, ten minutes. I didn't immediately speak the word and worship God. My head was spinning because my head had been running things at home. Hello? No. We've got to be like this. We've got to go through the sand barrier. Like when I was told to turn around, turn around, turn around, and I turned around, I looked up in the sky, and there was this figure coming down in the atmosphere, pillar of fire, fire from the loins up and down. Jesus is full of fire. You don't have to be dead and half gone and no hope you just have to know that he is full of fire and if you need it he will come okay it's true we just like need the atmosphere to just shift and change and that's what we carry and that's why these musicians are so important to pray for because they get so hammered because they get so clobbered And excuse me, hands off. Okay? I want every one of you to be really praying for the sound of heaven to become the sound of earth. 
while we're on the earth, while we're on the earth, we're going to make a difference. And whether it's in this whole, whatever words have been spoken, we cancel them all out. Whatever, whatever wisdom has come, we just cancel it all out here. These dear young people who come to this college, this university, we just thank God. They're going to have an open mind. Amen. So anyway, this is an article. I took this picture from the Elijah list from this article, and he said this, this Vince Viozzi. He said, I hear the Lord saying and think, saying to his people, warp speed, my people. It is time to move faster than ever before to accomplish my purposes. You are an unbreakable barrier and will go great distances and enter into realms that have yet to be seen by my people. For my suddenlies are upon you, also times of quick transitions. So I want you to look at the text we put on the next slide. And I want you to take a look at this. Because the speed of sound is the distance traveled per unit time by a sound wave as it propagates through an elastic medium at 20 centigrade. The speed of sound in air is about 343 meters per second or a kilometer, 2.9 meters or a, mi- or a mile in 4.7 meters. It depends strongly on temperature. So you start getting on fire for God. You start getting close with Jesus. Temperature can represent us for a type of the spiritual climate we're in. So you've seen the photo. You're just suddenly going to go through. You're not going to feel worried that you didn't sing more, that you didn't prophesy more. You know, you're not going to regret anything. Thoughts of earth are not going to even be in heaven. Let's go to the next one. What is the speed of light? Put simply, light moves at incredible speeds and is the fastest moving thing in the universe. So when you start saying, Father, no weapon formed against me will prosper, and you start rising up and fight back, whatever it is, health, wealth, finances, whatever the issue is, when you fight back, that goes through the atmosphere. Huh? But you have to contend and you have to know the word of God. So knowing it and speaking it, having it on the inside of you is really important. So the other day when we were there, I hadn't taken my Bible. I hadn't thought about it. I feel like my Bible's on the inside of me. I've been a spirit-filled Christian for about 35, 36, 37 years. I don't know. Lost count. But its speed is considered a constant and an unbreakable barrier is used as a means of measuring distance. So I said to you in Psalm 119, the entrance of God's word brings light. So, you know, you might feel separated from God sometimes. But God tells you just separate yourself from sin. That's where it started with me. You separate yourself from sin. Don't look all holy and like you never get anything wrong. Nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. Huh? We do. So how fast does light travel? Just you read it down. Let them leave it up there for a minute. Because it's very fast, the speed of light. I was was trying to explain in rehearsal the book. It's going to become a film and a story and a message. 
And I've kept it all hidden, basically, because you guys, I, we've just paid for, I think, a thousand copies, I forget, which are just, I've given out to friends and family, people in the book. Bill said he's going to read it and get back. You know, it's kind of interesting because it'll change your life. I know a few of you in here have read it already, but it will change you. It's not a book. Book. It's a message from the heart of God about music, about sound. So you say, well, I don't know what sound to listen to. Well, the Holy Spirit will show you because this is what sound does. A person flying at an average speed of about 800, this is if you, like, if you fly from America or South Africa or wherever internationally, would take over 50 hours to circle the planet. Just imagine if you were going all the way around. I mean, it takes 8, 12, 13 hours to fly from here to L.A. But imagine if you were going all the way around the earth. You know, and we can go in prayer, in worship, all the way around. We, we can go right now to people who are sound asleep and pray for them. That's why I'm so big on prayer. Oopsie, I'm big on prayer. I love to pray. I love talking to God. People are negative. People dwell on negative things that happened years ago, things that happened last year. People might still be living there. We have to get our brains cleaned out. Even coming over here, it's a new beginning. Say to someone, say to yourself, I am in a new beginning. Good things are coming. Yeah. So we're in acceleration. You are. You think, oh, God, how can you move that person? How can that person go to hell? I don't know. God knows. He's got a plan. He just clear. All I know is God is clearing the obstacles out of our way. He is doing it for you. We're game changers. We're world changers. I just, I had printed this out because I didn't think the flash drive was going to work. So it was so funny because I was thinking all this while Rod was sitting there being told what to do next and while we were waiting and waiting and the atmosphere was so dim and dark and I'd had such a week. I mean, fasting and going to Camden Town was one thing. And I said, you know what? We can go and get some vegetable soup. We were, our hands were so cold, they were white with cold. So we were... We walked down, we left Chris and we walked down the thing, Camden. And there was a place we found that had homemade vegetable soup. Oh, it was like nectar. I'm telling, oh, it was, I'm just telling you, if you've all been on water fast, God bless you. I will be later, but (laughs) I was so cold outside. So we went in. And because uh, I didn't have any money on me, so Gosh had to pay me. I had to go and get some money, like the Queen. Yeah, I did, didn't have, you know, money. I didn't want money. I haven't got my bag or anything. So anyway, we got some soup. And that, you see, and I was thanking God in that little place. You know what it was called? Peace and plenty. <laughs> and why I loved it so much was because our daughter, Anna, she signs every email with peace and plenty. And I thought, you see, God isn't going to condemn you. Hey. Peace and plenty. And I'd gone into that Camden lock thinking, 
God. You know, in my heart, I was on fire. I want everyone to get touched, everyone to get saved, everyone to get turned around. But you know, the whole place is, you obviously been there. You know it. It's dark. You have to go there to see it. You've got to get out of this mentality of church or work or work and church or church and church. Come on, just get out there on the streets. Take it to the streets. Huh? Take it to the streets. The time is short. You're, not, you're only a temporary resident on the earth. So this acceleration zone, I want to walk in that. I want to live in that. I think I do, but not enough. I don't want to go in and out. I want to go in and stay in. That's what I'm learning. Okay. I know my husband says in and out, and I know that's realistic. In and out. But I want to go in and I want to stay there. So if I'm not here one day, I'm there. He says, no, stop saying that. And I'm like, well, I think I'm done, aren't I? (laughs) No, you haven't hardly begun. So I was standing there and I was thinking, how huge, how can you change the whole music in the earth with one song? With one song. It's already been done. It's not like I'm telling you anything you don't know. How do you change how the world looks? And I looked around at uh, Camden Lock and I thought, oh, they're really entrenched now. Because years ago, when the roundhouse was just being done up, I mean, somebody used to go and play there and just plonk a guitar or do or sing or whatever. I don't know. And it was not a big deal. Now it's like really quite a big deal. Chris was like, do you want to go in? I'm like, no, thanks. I don't need to. (laughs) I remember coming down the hill from living up there and going in Hampstead and stuff and I remember the roundhouse was just being done up. See, now the devil will say it's too late for us in the church to find a hub. No, it isn't. God's got a plan. He's got a plan. It's a wonderful plan. So um, I love that you shared. Nate leaned over, and I was thinking about warp speed, and I was thinking about the acceleration zone. It's a good prayer. Because some of you have got dreams out there. Some of you have got things out there that need to happen. They need to be accelerated. Call them into the acceleration zone. Huh? Come on. I'm serious. We might turn it into a prayer meeting. Who knows? I wasn't planning to. But, you know, I was thinking about the Josephs being released. You know, he was in prison for so long. I was thinking about even Noah. Somebody asked me over Christmas, what do I feel? I said, I feel like Noah in the ark. I'm just waiting for that bird to come with the olive leaf. I'm just waiting for the right time. And they were like, oh. I mean, that wasn't very encouraging. No, I wasn't (laughs) planning to be that very encouraging to them. I was just telling, I was being real, telling them where I was at. Okay. So... We're, going to, we're not going to go a long time this morning, but I want you to put up the scripture that came from Nate because this was right where I was at and it's right where I believe we all need to be. And this is in the New Living. So let me read this. Or do you want to come and read it? Do you want to come and read it? You come and read it because you leaned over and you shared with me the other night. It was great. It's just, I've just been on, yeah, can we go verse 7? Because verse 7 is the one that really leapt out. Oh, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, 
Verse 7. Now it's the New Living Translation because it just throws a light on it that you don't get in some of the other translations. And it just makes it really effervescent, really real. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. So just a little bit of context. We sat there in ER. Uh, Pastor Roddy has been like in excruciating pain and it was tough watching him. I mean, it's just... Ugh. So he gets a bit of relief. You know, he's had some tests and stuff like that and it's just kind of sitting there waiting. So it kind of looks, looks grim, you know, emergency room, all kind of people coming, you know, like suffering, pain, trauma, all that kind of stuff. We just sat there. And it's just, um, I, I'd read this the night before. I was talking with a housemate, and we were just trying to wrestle with the idea of the new man, the new man, the new man, you're a new man, the old is gone, you're new. New species, the Bible says. But just the fact that even in the midst of what looks really grim, actually, God's pointing to us and going, He's pointing to us, not just now, but in the ages to come, as examples. So I just was sharing with, with I'm going to call you Mama J. Yeah? Is that all right? Mama J. He's like, look at me, look at this. Mama, look at, look at Julie, look at Julie, look at Julie. Because, because of the wealth of his grace and kindness towards you, towards us, it is a constant. It's like light. It's a constant. So it's just, it's kind of a paradigm thing. You know, when you're in that situation, it looks grim and you kind of, you're like, you kind of, you button up because it don't look right. But if you just kind of, actually God's pointing at you and going, look at this. Look at Ayana. Look at Angela. Look at Carolina. You know, look at all, you look, 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 look. So it's like we're trophies of his grace and his kindness, you know? Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was so great. So I do have somewhere at home a living, but I've got so much paper in the kitchen, I'm sorting through it bit by bit for real. Like, but slow me down. But that was so great. It was so life-giving. You know, because you're sitting there being quiet, thinking about heaven, right? But nobody else is seeing that or... or all other people are seeing is just you sitting there and it's A&E and why should we give him preferential treatment and your husband's in pain and he's hanging on to his, you know. And I don't know if it was indigestion and muscles, but it might be that simple. But I was, God just suddenly said to me, because he showed me that and then I was thinking, because you, you know, you kind of lose your faith and your focus because your head starts thinking, well, look at all this. You know, and so I kind of had to like really grab a hold of my faith and remember my identity. I'm God's child. And he started saying to me, just come on, come on, come up with me. And I'm like, well, I can't. There's so many people in dreadful situations. I mean, I don't do hospitals. I don't do grim. I'm not that good at all of that stuff. I'm just being honest, okay? But I recognize when you go in there, and I've been in there enough to understand whether it's for me or for someone else, you have to be, you have to stay connected, close. You can't be separate. Be separated from sin, 
but not from God. So Nate came up with this scripture, and I just looked at it, and I immediately went out into eternity. So somebody texted me the other day that I'm working with, and she said, please pray for me, please pray for me. I said, but, you know, she's going to go see her ex-husband again. I said, but he's not a believer, is he yet? Ask him where his faith is at, because now they've got a seven-year-old little girl. And, you know, you've got to think, where is your faith at? Is your faith at, it's going to happen tomorrow? My faith has always been huge, that God's going to come and London's going to be changed. And I'm not changing from that. It is going to be changed. And we're going to be a part of it. His presence is going to be so strong with us that people are going to walk by outside and fall out and be healed, come in and get saved. Huh? It's going to happen. I know that. I don't know when. I didn't know. We, I knew we had a portal. God told me you have a portal at St. Mark's. I don't know where we're going to end up, but I know that I know that I know that as we're fasting and we're getting our flesh out the way and people are, who have influenced us before are no longer influencing us, we are being influenced by God, getting things right, Okay, I know, yeah, we are. We're going to get things right in the right place. I know that God is with us. He is with us. He's so with us. So don't be concerned about your natural life. I said to this girl I was texting back and forth, I said to her, you know, in a 100 years, it's like Rod used to say to me, it won't matter. Things that you're worrying about now, they won't matter in a 100 years. It won't make any difference, all right? So make a decision that God's got his spotlight on you when you're in the most difficult moments of your life. Separate yourself from sin. Sin might be self-righteousness. Sin might not be drink and drugs, fornication. I don't know what. What is sin? You know, you know in your own Self, this is wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. You know it. So I don't preach on it very often, but hell is full of people who refuse to let God help them. That's what sin's full of people who refuse to let God. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 